who could have thought cinema can be a source to study energy trends a group of researchers from the university of cambridge thought so they took a very different approach to understanding household energy demand the study films as source of everyday life and energy use a case of indian cinema was published in 2020 here is my detailed conversation with the study's co-author meena sunika blank professor of architecture and environmental policy department of architecture university of cambridge Hi Meena thank you for sparing us this time and uh, joining us for our podcast uh you know there's a lot of debates and discussions which happens around energy sector and it was very interesting to see that you people have actually sat down and done a study which many people would not think of connecting cinema and energy as to how cinema reflects the energy transition but it also brings to a, a very pertinent point that is uh, it also reflects how the economy has grown or the economy has moved forward so uh, before i move forward and we discuss a little more can you please tell us what was the trigger for the study when you were thinking what was the concept behind doing the study well uh in my work i usually look at energy from the demand side so um it's basically a basic necessity at home also a question of comfort like what is energy used for and why at home so what is the everyday life uh like and i guess the baseline behind the study was that um if you if we look at films then uh they they very often capture the everyday life that's the kind of baseline that allows the drama to grow and burst so our assumption is that if we look at this baseline like what do people do at home how do they use energy it's also kind of unused archive of everyday life at home also in the past it's very well put and that actually puts across the argument which we keep making that energy is a very important component to measure the economic growth as well because the changing lifestyle the use of energy the various sources that we how did you pick on the movies what was the thought process when you were picking and would you just mention some of the movies which you actually picked so if you could elaborate on how were you picking on these movies of different era so uh in our study we analyzed 19 indian films we decided to focus on the building typology of chols in mumbai because that's a very interesting also quite threatened building type that's now being demolished so we had a look at the wider pool of films together with indian colleagues in the end we settled up to the 19 amongst them were uh, called 15 august sairat we then uh, analyzed the film with keywords we coded them and we also were interested in what kind of electric appliances got screen time and how much also like where different domestic practices were performed in which space like whether it was the big courtyard common courtyard in chol or in the interior tenements and we also included some of the newer films even though they did not take place in chols but um also in mumbai like the kalipoy which plays in the sra housing so that was the process basically that's a very, very interesting way because 
cinema is huge. And, you know, there are various aspects of energy that it depicts. Like we have had movies like uh, Kalapathar that have depicted one side of coal mining as to how the mining happens and what happens. Then there are movies like Gully Boy, which uses use of energy and what kind of energy we are using in our daily life. So, you know, each has a different, like today we have moved on from using uh, oil lamps to light the house to having LEDs, which are evident in the movies also. And I'm sure when you uh, further update your study and go forward, you will have it. But uh, uh, what kind of impact do uh, uh, does energy make in a daily life when you assess these movies? Well, I think uh, what we could see from the analysis is, of course, that the amount of appliances has increased tremendously in the past decades. Also, whether it's a low or middle income group. So the differences are smaller. People have mobile phones, they have televisions and all that. But um, I think also what is quite striking, especially in the Indian context, is how gendered the use is often. So you would see women would be quite often be portrayed in the kitchen just as a kind of baseline of being at home. That's also the scene in Kalibol when they go to SRA housing. Their protagonist girlfriend is, of course, seen cooking in the kitchen, uh, whereas men would more likely to be used uh, entertainment appliances. So, for example, in um, 15 August, the female protagonist, she has these two suitors, or like ideal one, and then a little bit alternative shady one. And of course, the more arty type in the beginning is shown uh, to be cooking in his kitchen alone for himself and everything is a bit messy and dark. So there's very much this gendered element of that. And that has been also one of the, my main observation in the work in India compared to other countries where I've done research is that how much women are uh, cooking at home, how high their household, um, the housekeeping standards are in a way. So this you can see very well in the films as well. There's expectation to cook from fresh uh, and how much the kitchen is the realm of the women. So that very much comes through as well. But do you, over the years in your process of study, have also noticed the energy transition which India or Indian household has gone through? Yes, I think uh, that is very much so, like what I was just saying, I think the appliances have increased. Also, the television is very dominant in a lot of scenes. It's almost like equivalent to what used to be uh, fire or what people gather around. So uh, the entertainment appliances have increased the same thing with ventilation, of course, like air conditioning in the latest part as well. So I think that is very clear that the number of appliances and how much screen time they have, that has uh, increased. We, we just spoke about the gender aspect and we also spoke about, you know, the uh, showcasing of the kitchen element. Kitchen is quite a, uh, I, I would say, a prominent prop in the cinema or for any, any cinema, why only Indian cinema? But uh, there, the transition has happened, right? The, uh, if you see the older movies, the uh, usage of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, cow dung cakes and uh, coal uh, chulas were there, and then from there you have moved on to stove. And so, when when you see this, what kind of uh, what what is the economic indication you get from 
this? How do you uh, assess the economic aspect? Uh, I think economic aspect was not directly part of our study. What do you what you do see in the film scenes is also the increase of LDG in the in the scenes, and this I would say is very impressive part of the government policy in India. How that has kind of uh, come to all the homes, and no doubt that has a lot of impact on um, the households, but also the women's time. So I think there's an indirect dimension there, that if you transition at home from, let's say, charcoal or kerosene, from more those kind of labor-intensive cooking fuels, which are unclean as well, to clean and rapid fuels like LPG, this also frees women's time. So it has that dimension that uh, you would be able to go to work outside the home and there would be uh, element of empowerment or emancipation or economic aspect or prospects in the households as well. So I do think that's very important and that is kind of underlying what you can see over the decades. So one last one, do you think uh, uh, cinema reflects the reality of how if, if how we are living today, what is happening, where does the economy stands, does it re reflect this? I think that of course depends on the genre of the cinema. Uh, I think there are a lot of films that are very able to capture that everyday life at home, which is very important for their, how we use energy, what the prospects are. Of course, there's also another genre of film, which is almost like blockbusters, where the energy is actually at the heart of the conflict. So this could be anything from... Um, from uh, Mad Max to Dune, where you have a spice from the other planets, even the new Martin Scorsese film, uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon, that's also very much, even though it focuses on fossil fuels and oils, energy is very much at the core of that. And this what I would expect will increase in the future, like uh, because of the climate emergency, when we are transitioning from fossil fuels to green uh, sources, that the cinema will react to that as well. So both how we use energy but also where the energy comes from and how confrontational it can potentially be. And we have big actors also performing. We saw Julia Roberts doing one particular character which was so pertinent. It was reflected of you know the clean environment which we talked today about. Right. Well, we, we, if I'm not wrong, we had Ben Affleck also do one film which was core on one of the major industries in the U.S. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we did have uh, cinema on that. So we 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 do see globally also movies uh, being made, and all this, as you mentioned, most of the spy or thrillers or action has the energy component. We see an oil field being burnt or blasted, or something on those lines happening, which leads to you know the narrative being said. So cinema, of course. Uh, has been is is uh, using energy in, in its own narrative in a very different way. But very interesting point which your study makes is that it also reflects the transition which the society is having on using various uh, resources of energy. Uh, as we just spoke, you know, use of LED bulbs. It, it's like uh, how we have evolved. Use of LPG cylinders. You know the cooking style changing. It's it. It's, it has uh, implications on health. Women are 
having more time, you can go out and work. But there is one aspect affecting daily life, in fact, how cinema and energy. But cinema and energy, getting this connect is a very interesting aspect. And I again go back to my first question. What prompted you to connect these two? The cinema, and the, I think it's because in architecture, we like to say that buildings don't use energy, people do. And therefore, it's absolutely a necessity that we develop new methods to understand human behavior. And I think films is definitely one of them. One last question then, how much do energy pricing also come in? In any of your studies, did you also notice uh, uh, the pricing issue? That I have to say have not come up, especially with the older films, because we focused on Jaws. I think it would come more in the future. It depends again also on the type of film, because uh, in the UK, for example, there's a film director, Ken Loach, who look at very much almost like you could say social realism kind of thing with um, a social agenda behind that. And he looks at the hardships these are fiction films as well in normal families how they react to cost of the living crisis in that it would but of the Indian films that I have seen I can't name any that would have taken that kind of approach that could be more like uh, art house films but in U the UK that's definitely something that comes up yeah, energy poverty the adequate the problem of access to adequate housing and even kind of digital and food poverty that seems to come up more and more these days and how these different levels intersect. So they are films that would comment on that and especially that kind of mentality of living hand to mouth. And of course, energy is part of that because you have to keep warm, you have to cook. So regardless of the price elasticity of the energy price, you always, your cooking needs, the need to feed the family do not change, or the need to keep your house warm or cool, that does not change. So you have to kind of um, make the ends meet in some way. And what we have noticed in the previous research in Mumbai and SRA housing is that it tends to be women who act as shock absorbers in the family. So for example, when the energy prices increase, uh, they would not put fans or possibly air conditioning on when they are home alone. They would only put that on when there's children or the husband comes home. So therefore they would compromise their own comfort and sometimes also health. Just, uh, it, it could also be a question, not only thermal comfort, but lights. So if you would need uh, electric lights in the evening or during the day, uh, because of the higher energy price, women would not necessarily decide to put the light bulb on and therefore they would do task or work in a kind of twilight or dark and this would have impact on their uh, eyesight. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts Mina and uh, you know getting back to us uh, immediately and I look forward to further more studies on the issue from you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>